Welcome to the Outer Rim News Podcast for the week of January 18th. It's good to be back with you guys. we got a great show for you uh, with some down news about Star Wars toy sales, but we'll get all into that in a little bit. But before we do all that, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Ashley Wilbanks, and as always, from Savannah, Georgia, Austin M. Gordy. Yo. What is up, Austin? Not much, man. Apparently not not a whole lot of Star Wars news either, apparently. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a really, really slow week. Really slow week. But, you know what? We do have a review. We got some talking to do about some toy news. Uh, a little bit of solo speculation, so don't go anywhere, folks. We're going to give you some Star Wars goodness for the next uh, 45 minutes or so. But before that, let's uh, let's find out what you've been doing this week, Austin. Really, not much of anything. Just um, work as usual, and uh, I've been trying to catch up on reading. Like, um, yeah, I finished up the the comics that have come out so far, minus mm-hmm. the because um, apparently there's a new ID. I think it's IDW has the new Forces of Destiny comic line. Yeah, yep. and uh, mm-hmm. I haven't even picked up any of them yet because I I forgot they were. They were separate and they were coming out, so they weren't in my pool list. So yeah, yeah I got to go back up there and because there's well, how many right now? Two, three out right now. Uh, three. There is three. Hera. Hey, Hera came out this week. Before that was Leia, and before that was Ray. I think. Okay. Might have got them mixed up. Somewhere I was going to say because I've been reading the IDW yeah. Star Wars Adventures, which is really cool. I, I love the. It's one of my new favorite artists that. Uh, Worked on an old. I mean, the first time I ever seen them was they worked on a uh, Star Trek Starfleet Academy comic, and mm-hmm. um, and that series. I just I was like, you know, whatever people thought of the story, I just thought the the animation thought you know the art was really really good, mm-hmm. kind of cartoony, you know, kind of Disney ish, but it just looked it just popped. I really liked it. And when they announced them to do the Star Wars Adventures, I was like, yeah, that looks really really good, and it so, fits. So well, who's that? Who is it? The the name is um oh god what is what is their name? It's like a really it's a it's an out there name. Hold on, I can I can tell you what it is. Um, is it Elsa? Sh- uh, god, I'm gonna butcher it. Shatir. Sh- yeah, that's C-H what I'm saying. It's, yeah, yeah. I want to say it's either that or it was the Charm. I think it was the last name. Derek Charm. Derek Charm. Yeah, I know. I can't remember off the top of my head without you know. I can, I could go look. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Charm because like the last name is just Charm. I was like, okay, but uh, but yeah, I think it's Derek Charm does the the art, and I just thought okay. that um, Derek did a really cool job with so far with the art. I mean, it, they all look really good. The covers always look really really cool. Mm-hmm. So um, so yeah, so I you know I've been catching up on all those and you know Darth Vader and Star Wars and um, the Mace Windu wrapped up the Mace Windu story. And, How was that? Uh, I, you know, I, I I didn't I hadn't read any of it yet. I just, it's good. It's really it, good. I mean, you know, it's really it's really cool because you also get a you kind of get a piece of um, like Mace Windu history. Like you see him when he was a young Padawan. Oh, okay. He's got this really funky hair. Looked really really cool. <laughs> but um, yeah, Mace Windu with hair, people. <laughs> so so that was pretty so it, cool. But uh, it's no, no Obi Wan and Anakin, is it? Huh. It's no Anakin and Obi Wan, is no, it? No, no, not by a long shot. Okay. It's it's way better than Obi Wan and Anakin. I hate to say okay. that. I mean, it sucks to say that, you know. But yeah. 
unfortunately, that's just what we have. And, and yeah, the Mace yeah. Windu one's re- really good. I mean, you know, it's just kind of like a piece of, of like the, the, the Clone Wars, basically. I mean, you're just, you're kind of getting a, a, almost like if you read Shatterpoint back in the old canon, you know, that was a really cool Mace Windu story. Um, this one is mm-hmm. not quite as good, but it's still, you know, it's, it's just really, really neat to see in the new canon how they handle Mace's character on his own. And, yeah. um, yeah, it's real. Well, he's not on his own, but you know, like it's a, it centers on him. So, so that's really good. Uh, Dr. Afra is okay. It's kind of, kind of dropped running off, idle. Isn't it? Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say it's kind of dropped off, hadn't it? A little bit. Yeah. I remember it started yeah. out so good and it, it kind of dropped off. So, yeah. Um, I'm trying to, I feel like I'm, oh, and, and of course, Poe Dameron feels like it's working up to a, uh, it feels like they're coming towards the end, I would think, because they're, they've already, we've gotten into the Lore Santeca, um, stories, you know, like he's, it, it's, it seems like they're, they're working it up to how he ends up finding him. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's happening, which I kind of hope is, I hope that does end pretty soon. Cause I mean, the comic hasn't <clears throat> sucked. I mean, it's a good storyline. There's been some, Sometimes, you know, there's been a few issues where they've kind of had a lull, but for the most part, it picked, especially here lately, it picked back up and it's been really interesting, but I just kind of want it to go on a high note. So I'd like for them to, you know, connect it into the force awakens and then just leave it at that. Um, so how many issues are we into on oh, Poe Dameron? Oh God. I, you know, that's a good question. Um, is it hit 20 yet? Oh, I think it's, yeah, I want to say it's, um, ugh. Is it, I, I I hate to call it and say it's in the thirties, but I feel like it's oh, it's at least in the it's high, at least it? in the twenties. It's not but, that um, high, my, my my only saying is looks I, like looks like twenty or excuse me, there twenty three is the is what we're on now. I think is is what I just read was twenty three. Or was it? No, it was 22. Oh. I'm sorry, I, I apologize. Twenty two is what I've read, and we've got three more. It looks like at least up okay. to, up until March. Okay, good, good, good. Because what I'm, you know, I've read a couple of issues, but what I'm really waiting for is the, you know, for them to collect it and like maybe in a huge omnibus. But but they got to get at least twenty five issues in to do that to have a nice omnibus of it. Well, this is. Um, yeah, I was gonna say this is issue twenty five, and it's also it looks like it's the final part of that. Like they're the series where I guess where they start to to go after Lor Santeca's uh it's called yeah. Legend Found and this one's part 6 so it and it's the 25th issue and it says it's the end of an era for Poe Dameron it's part of the summary so mm-hmm. it looks like and it says you know basically with the resistance in the first order on a collision course and his mission to find Lor Santeca nearly at an end the force of Poe's destiny draws him on toward an awakening so it sounds like they're this is probably going to be the last issue so it looks like we've got it until March, and, and I think that's good. I mean, I, I'm kind of glad that they're they're going to wrap it up, um, especially after. I mean, I I, I tell you, I kind of was heartbroken. I, I think after Phil Noto had to stop doing the art for the entire book, you know, instead of just doing the mm-hmm. covers. Oh, yeah, um, he used to do all of it, and now they he does the covers, but they have um, I think uh, however you say it, and Angel Unzueta or whatever. They yeah, um, I'm not they're sure. the ones that do the art. It's not bad, but you know I, I love Phil Noto. Yeah, I'll tell you he, one he, thing. One thing that's been really making me angry is the new Star Wars line. Like they, you know, how they rebooted it to, you know, they've been doing this Jetta um, story, like of them going to Jetta, and it's supposed to be like because I think they got new. It was like new artists, new writers, 
you know, to kind of start. But it's it's the um, you know, it's uh, what I don't know what you call that art, but where it's basically like photorealistic, where you can tell they uh, probably just copied off of you know steals and screenshots from the movies. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Ugh, I can't stand that, dude. I mean, it's it's one thing to have like the there's the artist kind of that had that kind of um, Alex Ross style where it was almost like you can tell he used real um, real people like as the as the the referencing for his yep. art, for his penciling and stuff. And you know, it's almost like you're seeing real people kind of acting out the comic for you. But it that to me that that's better than just straight up just borrowing you know screen grabs from the original trilogy and just putting it in new surroundings and so i just i hate that i i I like when when the art is is kind of original and you know it's just this it's this person it's their you know it's kind of like their interpretation of it yeah that's the way it should be yeah yeah it's like it it may not be perfect it's just it's the way they draw you know and, and they boof they do i mean this to me feels more um it's more like computer ish you know it's more yeah, it's more manufactured and not really hand drawn. I don't know. I can't. It's hard to explain, but it's just it's just not good. I don't like it. So hopefully they yeah. change that up soon because it's even though the story has been okay. Um, you know they them going to to Jeddah for a mission. Um, yeah, and they in the latest issue they made mention of like Luke talking about like you know would he have done things differently? This is this was interesting though. Have you have you caught up with the Star Wars series? No, but you can spoil it for me. I, I, I'm not really reading that right now. Okay, well, I was just going to say it's just—it's nothing really big spoiler. It's just a little mention. They kind of give a nod to Rogue One, and it's neat because somebody basically asks Luke, you know, what, like, how would you feel if you were, you know, because he says, you know, I turned off my targeting computer when I fired that shot, and he was like, you turned off your targeting computer, like you maniac. Basically, is how they went about it. They're like, how, like, would you have done that? Would you have made that kind of risk if, um, if you knew about the circumstances that led to you getting the plans and you knowing how to take the Death Star down? Basically, talking about Rogue One. You know, if you knew that there was these people that just died, you know, to bring you that information and do all this, that, and the other, would you, you know, would it, would you treat it differently? And I guess he mm-hmm. he looks at it almost as a as a blessing that he really didn't know much about it until afterwards, or otherwise it would have been so much pressure already. Yeah. I mean, of course there's enough pressure, you know, the, <laughs> this thing's about to blow up, you know, their base, but, but, you know, I mean, just, just all of that riding on you, you know, I, I thought that was a really cool reference, but, um, hmm. but in terms of the, the art and stuff, I'm just really disappointed. And I, I really hope that enough people are telling them this. <laughs> so, that well, they, no, okay. They change. So this is Salvador the Roker you're talking about doing the doing the art, right? Okay, I believe so. And uh, you know he did the artwork for, I believe he did the initial Vader series for a little while. If I'm See, not mistaken, it doesn't look like that though. That's the thing is like the because I remember the the Darth Vader series, um, at least in the beginning, I remember it being really you know it was really cool. But mm-hmm. these are just really, you know, they're just like screen grabs. Yeah. Yeah, I just looked at a at a preview page of some stuff, and yeah, it does look very. Yeah, I mean that's his style. That's the way he draws. Maybe it wasn't as apparent in Darth Vader because in Vader, you're, you know, to me, if somebody draws Vader exactly the way he looks in a comic, Vader still looks cool, right? You know, and there's just something about Vader. But when you start talking about an actual human face, 
Yeah, if if it goes starts going more photorealistic than than comic book, yeah, it it does detract a tad from it to me. Like I was just looking at like uh, issue forty two, forty three, or something like the first three pages, and yeah, I did see a, a a picture of Luke, and it's like, well, yeah, that's that's almost photorealistic there. But then there's a almost photorealistic shot of three PO, which is I'm cool with that. But right. yeah, I, which yeah, you know that artificial, the mechanical, yeah, know, robotic look, you know, like Darth Vader's mask and stuff like that. You know that translates better because it's you know just the I guess the dimensions and everything. It's yeah, you know, it's it's the yeah. detail. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. That 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 would be okay. It's just it's just something about seeing the the. It's almost like photoshopped faces, pictures, you know, over stuff, and you're just like, well, I you know I've seen this, I know this, and. I don't know. I just really like it's, and plus, I just I don't know that. Just like um, Charm's uh, art style reminds me a lot of like Bruce Tim doing you know Batman the animated series. Oh yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. one time I remember just seeing somebody doing a mock up. It was um, I don't know if it was Bruce Tim that did it. I want to say it was somebody saying this is in the style of Bruce Tim. But it's like, what if Bruce Tim did a Star Wars cartoon? And so it was mm-hmm. like Bruce Tim's version of like Luke and Leia and Han. And I just I was like, oh my god, why don't we have this? <laughs> yeah really so it's like when i see star wars adventures it's kind of that it's like i'm getting the star wars animated adventures like in that same style so i don't know i just really like when people they have their own significant art but it's kind of more it's more you know poppy and comic booky and Mm -hmm. um yeah i'm just not i guess i'm just not on big like the only time i like it when it's photorealistic is like i said alex i think it's alex ross i'm getting the name right correct yeah, like DC yep. artist mm-hmm. Alex Ross mm-hmm. does really, really good art. Um, and I want to say the new. There's also a new Star Wars comic. Um, the what was it the Storms of Crate? It was just a one off. Yeah. I read that. Yeah, it was that one yeah. has an Alex Ross look to it. But it's this one is just. It's like they just used. You can see they used human references, like people just kind of posed for them and stuff like that. But like, as even Luke, Luke doesn't even. It looks like somebody like cosplaying as Luke. And it's really yeah. weird, but it, at the same time, it just looks, I don't know, I just, I can take that better. What do you think about the Storms of Crate? Do you think it, I mean, to me, it felt more like, eh, we're throwing this out there because you got to see Crate in the movie. Yeah, was like nothing. pretty much. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't like a, you know, it wasn't like a huge deal. It, I don't know. It didn't grab me. It was okay. Yeah. I mean, you had some pretty cool action moments. Hey, you got to have Wedge in the comics. I w- that was one thing I was excited about. I'm like, hey, yeah. we can see Wedge, you know. And yeah. um, he was pretty cool. But yeah, other than that, it it was whatever. I mean, the fight between Luke and the the Stormtrooper, you know, with the, from the, oh God, what is it, Black Squad or the Death Squad? What are they yeah. called? Yeah, where he had the lightsaber thing. Yeah, he had the lightsaber. I was like, yeah, it looks pretty cool, you know, because, you know, we... <laughs> We're, you know, it's kind of like a reference to Last Jedi, like, oh, he'll, you know, he'll be back on crate again to do the same thing. You know? Yeah, so but that doesn't it take away from the mystique of lightsaber battles when like everybody has one. Definitely, yeah, I totally, I agree. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's like, it would be on, one thing if the person trooper, had a vibro blade or something like that, but, but yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I was, you know, I got. I was, the book was okay. You know, I, I I knew what it was going in. I was like, okay, this is just an attempt to make money off the last Jedi. But then when the stormtrooper pops up with the lightsaber, it's like, are you kidding me? Are you, this the last thing he needs. Ah, this is, it just kind of ruined the whole book for me. I was like, okay, 
Okay, I'm done with this one. <laughs> Even though I read it to the end. But, but uh, you know, another good book, I mean, it's kind of flown under the radar for me because I hadn't been on top of the comic stuff as much as I used to be was Darth Vader, is the new Darth Vader series, which I was looking at some of the stats on comiXology and it's like the number two seller, which one? It, you know, the week, the week it comes out on comiXology, which one, uh, the latest issue of Darth Vader that came out a couple of weeks ago. Oh, okay. It, it was like uh number two out of all the comics that comiXology sells. It was right behind the latest issue of Mr. Miracle. So, um, that was surprising to me, even though the book is really, really good. Um, it it was just kind of surprising to see that it was that high. But, but you know, um, what's really special about like this latest sto- uh, story arc, which features, uh, you know, our, our favorite Jedi Knight, uh, or Jedi Master, Jocasta New, the librarian, keeper of all the Jedi books. Uh, it kind of gives us, at the very end, a look at how Luke, you know, real, I mean, finds out information about the Jedi. I mean, you know, takes lessons from, from some of the stuff that he learns from, from what he finds at the end of the book, which is, uh, you know, it adds a whole new layer to Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and basically what basically the point of this book is Jocasta New survives the the purge order 66. She goes into hiding and she's setting up shop on some, I can't remember the name of the planet but she's setting up shop for listen you know we got to start training a new a new generation of Jedi. And uh she realizes oh no I have everything I need. I have this place I've already set it up. I've got you know rooms for Jedi blah 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 everything but I don't have the Jedi baby addresses. And she's like, Oh no, I left those back at the crib. So what she do, she got to go back to Coruscant, break into the Jedi temple, uh, and, and steal, steal those addresses back. And, uh, little did we know that Palpatine, I, I think he real, does he realize Jocasta was alive at that time? You th- oh, do, you, do I think Palpatine thinks that? Yeah, didn't didn't he know she was? because he was sending Vader out to find her. I feel like because it's just been a while since I read that that issue. Yeah, I want to say I want to say he may have like he. I want to say he sent that sent him on that. It's hard to say because I, it was either that or it was just the fact that you know because he was you know he had uh, Vader training all the new um, uh, Inquisitors, you know, and then the unless I couldn't remember if the Grand Inquisitor. Was the one that informed about? I, I can't remember. It's been a while. Ah, uh, yes, it's been a while. Yeah, the Grand Inquisitor, uh, which we see in Star Wars Rebels, so that same Grand Inquisitor. Uh, he, uh, we actually get a little background on him too, which is yeah. kind of cool. He was actually a Jedi, a Jedi um, Padawan, and uh, <laughs> surprisingly, uh, Jocasta knew he he was looking for. Uh, greater and greater power, and Jaco- and he was wanting to get into some of the Jedi archives. And Jocasta knew, said, "No, you're not ready for that." Kind of slapped him on the hand. Never let him get to what he was actually wanting. So he kind of has this thing against Jocasta knew. And uh, actually, he was in the Jedi Temple, kind of going through some of the the archives because it was 
I think the Emperor tasked both Vader and the Grand Inquisitor to, to find out this information. This mm-hmm. and he did you know, send where, him, by the, way, the Emperor did send him to to find and uh, I think he basically I don't think he he was supposed to kill Jocasta, but he's supposed to capture her because of the fact that she has the inform she she has all that information. Yeah. Yeah, so the Force kind of works in mysterious ways, and and everything kind of comes together where Jocasta Nu is coming back to the Jedi Temple to steal this info, and and of course, you know, the Grand Inquisitor's there. Then some clone troopers notice some stuff going on at the temple, call in Vader. Vader comes in, confronts Jocasta Nu, and, you know, lightsaber battle, and, do, and you know, starts there. Uh but, uh, you know, you come to find out that Jocasta New realizes that that's Anakin inside that costume, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. Um, but also shows, you know, after Vader captures her, you know, there's some con- uh, conversation going on. And it also shows that Vader's, I don't know, his frailty kind of, or his, uh, what's the word I'm I'm looking for? Not scared of the emperor, emperor, but still not trusting totally of everything the emperor is doing. Because she basically says, you know, why does why does the emperor need this information to create a new army if he has you, unless he wants to replace you one day? Mm, yeah. So, like he's insecure, basically. Yeah, insecure. That's what that's what I'm I'm, I'm looking for. And uh, so, basically, what happens at the at the end is. Vader has the the chip with all the data on it, and he puts it between his little fingers and smishes it so that nobody will ever have that information. And he calls up the Emperor and says, Hey, I found Jocasta New. Unfortunately, she died. She doesn't have the info. So sorry. And the Emperor's like, Oh, well, we tried. Well, he didn't say that, but I can't remember the exact words he, he said in the book. Um, and you know but he's no, got to know. You know he's got to know what, yeah. what really happened. Yes, he knows. I mean, he's a, he's the master manipulator. He knows exactly what's going on. I think. I mean, he pull he he knows how to pull Vader's strings. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we do find is that the the book kind of flashes forward to today because obviously this takes place right after Order sixty six. Um. The book f- f- flash forwards, and you see Luke coming upon this base that Jocasta knew had set up a long time ago to train new Jedi. And it looked like she had the thing decked out with all kind of reading material that the Jedi, you know, just f- from looking at at the panel on the page. So Luke actually finds this place, and there's no telling what he learns just by going through all this, all this data that that's there. So that's kind of, you know, some of that kind of formed his Jedi knowledge between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back before he meets Yoda. So, you know, if you if you think about it, Luke's well on his way to becoming a Jedi before he even meets Yoda. And then you don't know how long Yoda, you know, he trains with Yoda in, in about three months. Isn't that we, what they I, say? I probably something something well. You mean I know like it happens long? in the course of a couple hours in the movie, but I think it's kind of referenced that that's like you know not a it's not a very short time span that he's there on Dagobah. 
Right. But I just don't know if it was, was it that long? Because I feel like it, if, if anything, because I'm also trying to, you know, think about how long Han and Leia and then were on the run. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I've just heard reference that it was like three months. I don't know. Right. And it could be, could be. I mean, it's just either that. I mean, I would, I would, I definitely wouldn't doubt if it was like a month, but I don't know. Yeah. Well. All that to say is that if you're not read, if you don't read comics, then you need to read comics. But if you're not reading that Darth Vader series, you're really missing out on on a uh, very awesome book right now. So please, please, if you only pick up one Star Wars comic, pick up this Vader. I mean, for my opinion, pick up this Vader series. It's very good. Gives you lots of background info on how Vader became Vader. I mean, at this point, he doesn't even have his Vader lightsaber that we see in rogue one and a new hope and all that. He's still using some, uh, other, uh, lightsaber, right? Yeah. Cause remember he is basically his, I mean, not, I guess, you know, not to spoil it, but yeah, he, he obtains a lightsaber from a fallen Jedi and corrupts the crystal. You know, that's how we learn. Yeah. I think they explained that. And, um, there was a young adult, Ahsoka novel and they kind of explain how, what Sith do is they take, a kyber crystal and they they um you know they manipulate it and basically you know turn it that's why they get the red color is because mm-hmm. they they fill it i guess with their dark energy yeah yeah so so yeah it's pretty much what he learns to do and and you know and just basically uses that lightsaber so yeah i'll be interested to see like when they explain how he I mean, he basically recreates his own lightsaber again. Just you know, it's like black and silver, and then and you know, with the red blade. But yeah, I'll, I'll be interested to see when that exactly happens. Yeah, but yeah, really, Charles Sewell is just—he's—he's he's kicking butt with this title. So yeah, you, you really need to—you really need to check it out. And the artwork by, um, oh gosh, here's another one. I'm fixing to butcher. Uh, Giuseppe. Well, Cam- Giuseppe. Yeah, I know his name is Giuseppe something. Giuseppe Kamunakali? Kamunakali? Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, sorry, man. I'm <laughs> <laughs> He's going to call up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why are you talking like this? This is not my yeah, name. So this is a call in the show. <laughs> uh, oh, God. And then he's going to say, Why are you so racist? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Boppity beepity boppity boopity. I'm not a Mario. Uh, golly. Okay. So uh, let's let's segue into some other news. Um, it seems like somebody out on the internet has seen a little bit of footage of Han Solo, or Solo, a Star Wars story. Now, let's all take this with a big, huge grain of salt, because nothing official other than a uh, short synopsis, which was released a couple of days ago, has been really released by Lucasfilm. But uh <clears throat> one guy on Facebook who was in I think he was in Germany when he saw this uh let me let me just read what he's posted on fa- on Facebook. He said I just saw a sneak peek EPK reel, I don't know what that is, of Solo a Star Wars story. And I must say I'm really really overwhelmed of how friggin' good it looks. Nothing about the story yet. Alden Ehrenreich is amazing as Han Solo, and so is Donald Glover as Lando. Amelia Clark and Woody Harrelson look awesome, and it definitely has an old Star Wars feel to it. 
Looks like this could be the fan service movie some of the older Star Wars fans wanted from Episode 7. Can't wait, or is that Episode 8? I can't remember. Can't wait for an official trailer, and it's only four months to release. OMG. Now, you know, this this guy is, his name's Holger Frick. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, is it true? Maybe, you know, there's been nothing official about any kind of, uh, of screening of any footage, but, uh, I, you know, I don't even, what is an EPK reel? Do you know, do you have any idea? It's, um, electronic press kit. It's basically like a preview or, you know, like, especially back in the uh, day, they really like EPKs were big cause they were, they were like, um. I mean, they're basically like a trailer, you know, a preview of, of something. You know, they they had it for everything, you know, movies, music, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, when bands have a new album coming out, they put together like an EPK where it's just a promotional for the for the album. Same thing with movies. Mm-hmm. It was just it, probably just a promotional where it would have like either just shots from the movie and it may yeah. have some behind the yeah. scenes sprinkled through it. You could basically call those, you know, all those behind the scenes segments that they that they've been putting out like Lucasfilm puts out lately for the movies mm-hmm. those okay. you can consider like epks okay yeah you know you wonder why being this close i mean the may the movie comes out in may right we're almost into february and we haven't gotten a trailer for it yet not even footage from it the only thing we've seen are a couple of twitter a few twitter photos by ron howard of, of stuff on set right and then the leaked stuff that Disney still claiming is not official, <laughs> even though it's it's been leaked everywhere, even on Lego sets. And we've seen Lego sets that show stuff that happens in the movie, so we know it's true. Um, you just, you, uh, you know, put yourself, okay, Austin, put yourself in Lucasfilm's shoes. Why, come up with, give me a reason. Why would you not show the trailer yet? Unless they just, they're not, either they're not, um, here's, here's my thing. I mean, either it's, they're still lagging behind on special effects shots or. Really? Four know, months maybe, away? Right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's, you know, well, that's the thing though. And then they had to do these reshoots and then I hear, I heard they're going back. They, they had to do some more reshoots, but like just real quick, you know, pickup shots. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that was a rumor for why. They said maybe a trailer hasn't come out yet is because of those. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't have a trailer yet. But, you know, I mean, they I'm sure they're probably working on it now. And it could just be that they have they have a trailer somewhat cut together, but they're still waiting on like final shots, like final special effects shots to throw in with it. But I don't know. I mean, I'm hoping this guy, you know, whoever reported this is is not pulling everybody's chain and that they're actually is like they, they have previewed the the movie you know that, that that would be cool for him to to start having you know some real good hype for it yeah i mean i'm trying to think why lucasfilm wouldn't do this and the only thing i can think of is you know they're still in the last jedi marketing mode right now right. you know Definitely. they don't want to they don't want to market another star wars movie on top of this but then i go to thinking well marvel does this all the time you know they release a new movie three movies a year mm-hmm. and they're marketed on top of each other right so i'm like you know 
we get we get an Avengers Infinity War trailer before Black Panther comes out. Black Panther's got trailers coming out all the time. I just I I don't know. I don't understand why they won't why they're hesitant to show something. Um it just blows my mind. It blows my mind. You know, I don't want to say, oh, I don't think they're confident in this movie. Otherwise, if, if they weren't confident in it, what, why release it? You know? Right. Um, we know uh, sometime in April, toys are going to start hitting shelves. Uh, I think April 23rd. I, I can't remember the exact date, but it was revealed that, some you know, sometime in April, they're, you're going to have the big solo toy day uh so i mean you you're not leaving yourself much time to market this film and it, it sort of has me worried but i mean everything i've seen from the leaked stuff i'm i'm pretty psyched about actually i i'm more psyched about it now than i was before i saw anything because you know i was i was very skeptical about the movie mm. before some of this leaked stuff started showing and now i'm kind of I'm actually hyped a little bit about it. And, you know, I'm kind of ready to see, especially a trailer. I'm just ready to see a trailer so I can decide whether, you know, whether this is something that I should be hyped about. I, I I mean, is that, maybe I'm wrong. Is that what you think? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's definitely worrisome, but um, I don't know. I'm trying, I'm trying to stay positive because, you know, everybody, you know, the rumor mill got going about Rogue One and, and people thought it was, oh, this is going to be a train wreck before it comes out because of all the reports of the yeah. reshoots and blah, blah, blah. And, and now that it's ended up, what's funny is I feel like Rogue One has had like a second life. Like it's like when it, when it hit theaters, it was already, I mean, I think people responded to it really well. But I think afterwards, even now I see people like re- referencing, you know, they may not like Last Jedi, but they love Rogue One. And so that makes me you know happy at least i'm like you know i like that that film resonates with people and it just wasn't a throwaway movie about the death star plans you know what i'm saying it was more than that so yeah. i'm hoping that you know solo will come out and surprise everybody and then that'll you know because i because i have a feeling i mean based off what that guy said you know it's probably going to come at us with that same feel of nostalgia you know it'll probably feel like a like it's a classic star wars movie Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, I, the reason why they haven't done any marketing or, or shown a trailer yet, I'm just, I mean, all I can think of is that they're, there's just some behind the scenes stuff that they're having to, you know, some kinks they got to work out, like some special effects shots they've got to, you know, touch up or whatever they do before it comes out. But I have a feeling it's probably about to hit pretty soon. If not, if not by next week, I mean, I, I, I I'm sure that they'll show one by February. Like it wouldn't surprise me if they if they're holding out on a trailer until the Super Bowl and then they're gonna they're just gonna play a Super Bowl trailer. Yeah, but you know the Super Bowl's on NBC. It's not on a Disney owned network. I I mean I agree, but at the same time, since it is a movie, like it's a summer summer movie, you know, even though they they usually do this stuff like on Monday Night Football or whatever on ABC, I could see it being on on the Super Bowl just because of how many viewers are there. Yeah. They're probably like, well, we want to we want to really escalate the hype and get people actually paying attention to it. So I wouldn't be surprised if they if they just hold off since it's, you know, it's the beginning of February and they'll just throw it up on, on the, on the, uh, Super Bowl 
with everything else. Yeah, I can dig that. I can dig it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I just hope my worst fears aren't seen that it's, it's not the movie that they were hoping. You know, I'm, I'm sure with Ron Howard in charge, though, I mean, it's got to be, it's got to be jam up. You know, it's, it could be that, that it's just they waited too long into the process to change out Ron Howard. He had to reshoot a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And you're right. CGI stuff is just now, you know, well, not just now, but it's, it's taken a little bit longer because of the reshoots. I don't even think they've started scoring the movie yet, have they? they? I mean, they just announced the that you know John Williams would have a small part in in the score, right in the theme for Han Solo, but uh, somebody else is going to take over for. I mean, do the rest of it. So uh, yeah, maybe it's just because of all the upheaval over it. It, it it's kind of pushed back the schedule for things, which you know. <laughs> Again, why didn't they just wait to December to release it? Right. I don't know. All right. Let's go to uh, some even more down news. Yeah. If, if you know, talking about the solo trailer not being here is not down enough for you. How about uh, some Star Wars toy news? It seems like uh, 2017 went the best year for Star Wars toys. Yeah, according to a new Bloomberg article, while Star Wars toys were the number one toy sellers for the nine-week Christmas holiday season, it fell to number two total for 2017. Uh, when Disney first bought it and and made plans to release new Star Wars movies, and I can't remember the, what was that, 2012, 2013, something like that. I can't remember. Anyway, after The Force Awakens came out, 2015, 2016, Star Wars toys number one for the year. You know, we got new movies. Yay! We're going to buy up a bunch of toys again. But this year, while uh, they were still number two, the toys took a little bit of a dive in sales. Now, the Bloomberg article goes on to say, that some of this could be due to Toys R Us going bankrupt, which uh, and, and announcing you know they're filing for bankruptcy, and they can they hold like fifteen percent of the toy market share. So that's fifteen percent of Star Wars toys are sold at Toys R Us. But you know, I know they closed some stores, but. That was towards the end of the year. So I don't know about that. Um, And Star Wars was basically this force to be reckoned with in the toy aisle for so long. It's just weird that this year they sort of fell off. Uh, A lot of it, according to some experts, is just the whole movie tie-in hangover. There's so much out there now. There's so many movies that that have toy lines that that uh, kids are pulled in very you know too many different ways, and also video games, Netflix, YouTube are taking up kids' time, so they don't play with toys as much as they used to. Uh, the stats show that adult collectors are still buying Star Wars like they always have. It's just when you start 
going a little bit low down the age pole there, uh, kids aren't as interested in it. Um, which is a, it's a sad thing. Uh, now the one thing that it, that the article did say was that toy makers did realize that going forward, they can't rely on the movie to sell the toys by itself anymore. They're going to actually have to start marketing these toys to kids. Un- unlike when years past when you say a new Star Wars movie, oh, you know, there's going to be sure to be toys on on the shelf. Well, that's not the case uh, anymore, apparently. And plus, they go on to say that they think that the amount of Star Wars movies plays has an effect on, on toy sales, too, because before where you had one every three years for a nine year period, now you have one a year, which right. is just flooding the market. Um, <laughs> and of course, when I posted this article, a, a link to it on the, on the website, uh, out of rim news fans never fail to, uh, put their 10 cent, two cents in. Let me just read you some of these comments. Uh, by Phil S. I'm not going to say the last name. It's just Phil S. It's mostly tacky merch now. Cuddly porgs gone are the days of the great range of figures and vehicles. Uh, Robert F. No cool aliens, just tired remake characters. Um, <laughs> and somebody posted a nice Photoshop <laughs> picture of a Luke Milk and a, um, Thala Siren <laughs> toy. Uh, uh, then William H says, Solution, don't put a Star Wars movie out every year. Lucas had it right. New movie every three years, a new trilogy every 10 to 15 years. It's too much, too fast. People don't have enough time to save up for the next movie's merchandise. It's collectors that drive sales, but even collectors run out of cash at some point. Um, Donald H says, the toys kind of suck. I bought some for my son after the movie. I was playing with him and just kept thinking, what a letdown. Now, I'm going to have to argue with him on this one a little bit. Because Hasbro has, I think, kicked it up a notch. Even with only five points of articulation, these new figures are sculpted so much better. Yeah, I, I agree. The um, I will say this. The quality of the figures over Force Awakens... The Last Jedi, hands down, they're really, really great. Even the Black yeah. Series figures, there's a lot of like facial molds and stuff that look a lot better. They've they've fixed like Poe, for example. I think Poe Dameron the first time around just looked rough, especially in Black Series form. Mm-hmm. And um, they really fixed up his face for the for the new movie. And I have it. I bought it, and it looks great. I mean, it looks just like him. Same goes for like they did General Leia and. You know, Luke's and Bray's and everybody's figures looks a lot better. But um, I think it's you. You want to know what my opinion is on it? Like why sales yeah, yeah, are probably ahead. down? Yeah, it's probably due to you know, and it's not saying it's a negative thing for the movie. But look at when Force Awakens came out. The Force Awakens came out, and of course, it had the the benefit of being like the new Star Wars movie. Like this is our first new movie in in you know a decade, and. You know, it's a new unknown. We don't know where it's going. We don't, you know, saying we don't know the characters. There's going to be fresh new characters, you know. And he's bringing back on Luke and Leia. I'm sorry? 
and it's bringing back Han, Luke, and Leia. Right, exactly. But you just, but you also just had that the fact that you know it's an it's an unknown. It's like we have this new thing. We we're gonna, you know, it's just we don't know what's gonna happen, but it makes us excited. But also for the kids, they had a really cool marketing ploy where it was they really marketed, you know, uh, Kylo Ren. And Kylo Ren was a really cool looking character. You know, you had that, you had the new stormtroopers, you know, you had stuff that kids, it caught, I think it caught a lot of kids' attentions, you know. So once Mm -hmm. you had that in the first movie, I feel like that kind of wears off because you, you, you know, those characters aren't new anymore. And then with, with the, with the last Jedi, you really don't have, for, for children's sake, the only thing they really had to latch onto that, that, was I guess that they would even care about were the Porgs, you know, for children because yeah, really. if you were around for Force Awakens, all your new characters, Ray, Finn, Poe, you know, you had, you know, Kylo Ren, Phasma, you had these new characters on top of the old characters that kids, you know, were getting familiar with and they were falling in love with and and I think they just had more there. With the new movie, you really don't you don't add any new interesting toy-like characters, you know, like DJ, Haldo, you know, all that stuff. I mean, you really, you just don't. So, you know, I mean, when I'm looking at the figures, we love the figures as adult collectors, but when I'm looking at them, I just, I feel like besides the vehicles, they weren't really kid-friendly. They There really wasn't much to it there. But they really, to be yeah. honest with you, The Last Jedi, besides the Porgs, just haven't this movie hasn't marketed well to kids, in my opinion. I haven't really seen much in in regards to you know marketing towards kids, besides like the occasional commercial. You know, if anything, yeah. they're you know trying to market Battlefront Two, you know, for the kids. But yeah, I just feel like with this one, it was such a more of an adult story and a, you know a serious step forward that it kind of left that toy toyetic approach that Star Wars has always had. It kind of left that. To the to the wayside, to be honest. I mean, they put out figures. I feel like for the sake of putting out figures, and yeah. left it up to the adult collectors to to pull you know pull the weight. And the children really didn't have much to go on. That's just, but that's just my opinion on it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm you could be totally right. Um, Stephen R on our Facebook page pointed out that uh, he did. There wasn't anything worthwhile. His nephew only wanted Lego Star Wars stuff, which. True. To be honest, the Lego Star Wars stuff is super hot right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's super hot. If if um, if you're doing SEO for like search engine optimization for uh, a Star Wars site, put Star Wars Lego something in there, and you're going to get traffic. You're going to get traffic. I guarantee you. People are crazy about the Star Wars Lego stuff for some reason. Um, I. I don't know why, but it's, it's huge. It's absolutely huge. And, you know, I don't know if it's bigger than Hasbro. I hadn't seen numbers. So I don't know if, if more kids are playing with the Lego stuff than they are with the action figures and vehicles. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. And the, the article by Bloomberg doesn't give us any indication as to, you know, what sells most or more right. than any other thing. But, uh, I do think that, Variety does play a part in in some of the action figure sales slump because you do have Lego, you do have uh, Gentle Giant, 
you do have Sideshow. You do have, and this is for adult collectors, really. You right. have Funko, which even little kids, some little kids like Funko stuff. Right. So you're splitting your collector base with, with so many licenses going out to so many different places. So the focus is not in on just the three and three quarter action figures anymore. Now you even have six inch action figures, you know, which adult collectors love the kids probably not as much. You know, I, I don't know that for a fact. I, I just don't see kids when I'm at my Walmart. If I see a kid looking at star Wars, they're looking at the smaller figures. Why? Because they're $6 and something where the, Black Series figures are 16, 17 bucks or 19, depending on where you're at. So I, I don't know. And, and I hope this is not, you know, par for the course going forward because it might make Hasbro rethink what they give out. I mean, they're already not giving us the selection that we're, we're accustomed to as Star Wars fans, right? We get like, one initial wave with about 10 figures. Then we get two or three supplemental waves after that with like two to three figures per wave. And you're not getting a lot of the background figures like we did. Like with, with a new hope empire with, with the first six movies, we got almost every figure you, I mean, every character you see on screen, whether in a background shot or not, you probably have a figure for them. For the most part, right? You know, like regular C-3PO. C-3PO that breaks apart after getting shot by Ugna or Stormtrooper. Or, you know, uh, background singer dancers in Jabba's Palace. Like, what? You know? Lady Greedo, Lady uh, uh, Twi'leks and everything else. But, but now we're getting like the main characters. For the film, that's it. Right. Yeah, that's why, like with with the, like I said, with the Jet Last Jedi, you just didn't have a big variety of stuff. I mean, you had the five years, you had the Cano Bite stuff, but it really there wasn't anything. I mean, kids don't care about casinos. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't care too yeah. much about that kind of stuff. There really wasn't anything there that really grabs kids' attentions. You know, and and like you said, yeah, you just had kind of have the main characters. There's really no interesting background aliens. I mean, even like even Phasma was like was like a prime example of your your great background character for the first movie because you know she was hyped up to be a big character and she didn't have much in the movie, but you know she just looked really cool. Kids dug it, you know, and they they're like, ooh, you know, her armor shiny. You know, I I fell for it. I love it. And plus, you know, I was biased because of who plays her. And they gave mm-hmm. her, a, you know, a better role in the second movie. But, you know, they, like I said, they they just it felt like the toyetic aspect of it kind of went away. Like, like the one thing they could have done was they could have tried to push out more, maybe more play sets and stuff for kids. Because really, they only had the one big BB-8 play set that's just outrageously expensive. And to me, it didn't mm-hmm. really make much sense to, to do. Because yeah. it, to me, it should have been like the big, like a bigger version of the... Uh, of the um, what Snoke ship? The finalizer was that? Was that what yeah. it was called? Something yeah, his, like that, yeah, his big dreadnought. You know, like the they should have made a bigger version of that that opened up into his throne room instead yeah. of just a big thing of BB-8. You know, and yeah, 
more well, BB-8 like sales, apparently. You know, because really you didn't have any. I mean, that's why Lego, I think, is so popular now because they have the ships and the variety in terms of like what kids dig, you know, like the you know weapons and ships and all that kind of stuff and, and play sets. But, you know, you should have just like Hasbro should be putting out like the crate set, you know, like, hey, this is the, you know, so you'll have like maybe one trench and, you know, a, a gun placement maybe you know and then you you know you'll they'll come out with the with one of the walkers that you can put you know to kind of go along with it to use on the play set you know and you maybe put a, a re, re-release the falcon electronic play set and maybe change it up maybe add some pork like throw in some pork and stuff with it and a chewy figure mm-hmm. you know and have like different features than the last movie's version did you know, just stuff like yeah. that they could have done, and they just didn't. They just, I don't know, they kind of bypassed all that and just went for the, you know, putting out a bunch of the, the small figures and the Black Series figures for the collectors. Yeah. I don't know. I I like the to be able to, you know, the, the little small background characters. I like having those. Those build out your world, basically. Yeah, definitely. Like Fathers. I don't see why we don't have a freaking Fathier. Right, right. You know? I mean, it just makes no sense. Uh, You know, they made such a big deal about them with Rose. Why not have one? I mean, you got a freaking page action figure who dies within like three seconds of the film opening. But, you know, fathers are in there way longer than page. Uh, Give me one. Come on. (laughs) Come on, Hasbro. Oh, well. You know what? That's we could talk all day about that kind of stuff, but we got to wrap it up because we are at the end of the show tonight. You realize that? Oh yeah, we are at the end of the show. Actually, we've gone over. All righty, so let's wrap this baby up. Uh, as always, you can find us on outerrimnews dot com. Uh, we have the latest breaking Star Wars news from the films to TV, comics, toys, you name it. If it's Star Wars, the news will be there. Check it out every day. Hey, won't you bookmark it? Outerrimnews.com. Bookmark it. Maybe make it your homepage. Because, you know, what else on the internet is important other than Star Wars? Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at Outer Rim News. Uh, Instagram outer dot com slash outer rim news and Facebook dot com slash outer rim news. And also remember that the podcast today is not endorsed or supported by Disney and Lucasfilm. Where you know, it's all for entertainment purposes. So all the names and sounds that we use, they're all copyright and registered trademarks of Disney and their respective copyright holders. Alrighty, alrighty. So going forward, be on the lookout. It seems like. A recent tweet by Star, the official StarWars.com website says, be on the lookout for the return of Star Wars Rebels, that announcement soon. So maybe tomorrow they'll drop something on Twitter saying, hey, Star Wars Rebels season four is coming back like next week. Uh, it won't be that soon, but uh, hopefully we'll get something soon on that front. Other than that, Austin, any uh, any last thoughts, man? Um, the only thing I can think of is you know if, if anybody else has is on the fence or haven't either they haven't seen Last Jedi yet or they want you know they they've seen it and want to see it again, like go watch it again, man. If you if you didn't quite enjoy it the first time, watch it the second time. I promise you, you'll you'll I think you'll enjoy it more. I think you'll get more out of it. And uh, look up um you know Joseph Gordon Levitt even had some cool things to say, some cool really cool thoughts uh, to say about the movie because he just watched it recently. So 
I'm sure you can Google his name and Last Jedi, and you'll you'll see his article he put up. So check that out. All righty, that's going to do it for the Outer Rim News podcast for this week. May the Force be with you. Peace and love. Peace and love.